Is my persistence going to pay off in the long run? If I like my job, is it time to quit? If I don't like my job, should I quit? I am assuming that most of you who are listening to me right now have been to supermarkets at least once in your life. My local supermarket may be like yours. It has about 3 to 5 checkout counters open. It can be less during off-peak hours and more during busy hours. If you observe carefully, you'll see shoppers doing one of these three strategies. I myself adapt to one or all four of these strategies at any given time. The first is to pick the shortest line and get in it. Stick with it no matter what. Never mind that the next cashier has just opened another checkout counter. The second is to pick the shortest line and switch lines just once if something holds up your line. The third is to pick the shortest line and keep scanning the other lines. Then switch lines if a shorter one appears and continue the process of switching lines until you're finally checked out. And if you are shopping with someone, you might adopt your fourth strategy. Ask your companion to stand at the next shortest line while you stand on the first shortest line and hand out your items to whoever gets to the cashier first. I'm Emily F. Iman, a trainer, a TV talk show host, and a consultant specializing in performance management and organization systems and processes. Welcome to Rescuing Mondays, the podcast for those who are unemployed, by choice or by chance, underemployed or unhappily employed. For those who are just graduating into the world of work or those who love the work they do that they want to inspire others and for those who want to experience God in their life and in their workplace. This podcast was created with the belief that there is a better way to see work and to work. My goal here is to encourage and inspire professionals just like you no matter where you are in your professional, personal, or spiritual journey. You are listening to Episode 3, When Quitting is the best option. The problem with the third strategy is that every time you switch lines, you're starting over. In your search for a quick fix, you almost certainly waste time and energy jumping back and forth. It's like driving during peak hours in the hopes to arrive at your destination at the earliest possible time with little to no delays. You switch lanes only to find that lane is jammed too. Relate this to our jobs or careers. While starting up is thrilling and exciting, it's not until we get through a temporary setback where we are tempted to give up long before we finish paying our dues. Every new project, new job, new hobby, new company, new business, even a new relationship starts out exciting and fun. Then it gets harder until it hits a very low point. You catch yourself asking if everything is really worth the hassle. Last week, we talked about on-the-job reality check where instead of quitting or before quitting, you do two things. Choose your attitude and adjust your expectations. We talked about the dip. This term is actually from Seth Gooden, the author of several bestsellers such as Unleashing the Idea Virus and Purple Cow. As he describes it, the dip is a temporary setback that you will overcome if you keep pushing. It's the incredibly difficult challenges that give you the opportunity to pull ahead. Quitting in a dip is usually a short-term decision and a bad one. When people quit, often they are focused on the short-term solution. In other words, if it hurts, just quit. Short-term pain has more impact on most people than long-term rewards, which is why it's so important for you to amplify the long-term benefits of not quitting. Winners understand that taking the pain now prevents a lot more pain later. 
The decision to quit or not is a simple evaluation of whether the setback or the road bump you are experiencing now worth the benefit of the light at the end of the tunnel. Persistent people are able to visualize the idea of light at the end of the tunnel when others can't see it. At the same time, the smartest people are realistic about not imagining light when there isn't any. Which leads me to ask the question that you might also be asking yourself. Should I really quit when the going gets tough? If you have done on the job reality check that I talked about last week and nothing seems to work, then it might be time for you to consider quitting. We grew up believing that quitting is a moral failing. Guess what? It's okay to quit. You should quit if you're on a dead-end path. The cul-de-sacs, French term for dead ends, are good only in parks or in a neighborhood space but not in jobs or careers. You should quit if what you're working on has an impediment that is not worth the reward at the end. If you were born in the late 70s or early 80s, your parents and grandparents believed you should stay at a job for 5, 10 years, or even your whole life. Of course, they're thinking about retirement pay. But in a world where companies come and go, where they grow from nothing to the top and then disappear, all in a few years, that's just not possible. You should quit if you're already in a situation where it's no longer easy to stop until you fall off and the whole thing falls apart. Of course, this also relates to walking away from some kind of addiction. Cut it off before you worsen. Quitting at the right time can be taunting. Most of us don't have the guts to quit. That is why most people settle into mediocrity and coping. It's easier to be mediocre than it is to confront reality and quit. It is easier to play it safe, to do ordinary work and to suck it up and try to average your way to success. Coping with a bad job or a difficult task without the Quote, light at the end of the tunnel is wasting your time and misdirecting your energy. The problem with coping is that it never leads to exceptional performance. This is precisely why so many in the workforce today do not do the best job in their quote world or industry. They settle for mediocrity, coping, and average. Isn't your time and effort, your career, and your reputation too valuable to waste? on just being average? Average feels safe, but it's also invisible. It's the path of least resistance. To be average is just another form of quitting. It's quitting within and not having the courage to admit it to yourself. When it comes right down to the hard decisions, are you not quitting because it is easier not to rock the boat, to hang in there, to avoid the short-term hassle of changing paths? Or maybe it's because of pride. The very same pride that keeps someone in the same career or job years after it has become a dead end. When you're facing a dead end, what's your reason for sticking? Are you perhaps too proud to quit? You don't have to spend the rest of your life doing something that's clearly a dead end in order to preserve your pride. Hurting your own pride is not fatal. You will heal. Reactive quitting and serial quitting are most people do when they fail to get what they want. And most people do just that. The secret though is strategic quitting. Strategic quitting is a conscious decision you make based on the choices that are available to you. If you realize you're at a dead end compared with what you could be investing in, quitting is not only a reasonable choice, it's a smart one. Quitting smart is a great way to avoid failing. If you've been branded where everyone in the company has an expectation of who you are and what you can do, if you've hit a plateau where you have stopped evolving regardless of what you could actually accomplish, then maybe it's time for strategic quitting. In summary, this should not be the reasons that you quit your job. Again, this should not 
be the reasons that you quit your job. Let me be clear on this. When the task is difficult and demanding and you may be lazy and so unwilling to remain in the job, quite honestly, this is a dishonorable way to behave. Laziness is never a good reason to quit anything. If the task is too painful or highly demanding, the lack of discipline and self-denial is never a good reason to quit your job. If the job is boring though it's fruitful, simply being bored that requires lots of stimulation for you to be active is not a good reason to quit. Not getting a lot of praise and applause in your job is certainly not a good reason to quit. There are situations where quitting may be the very best thing you can do and may require enormous courage and a high degree of character and faith in God. Evaluate if the project or the job provides you with lots of fame and popularity but no fruitfulness in the lives of anybody else. Quitting this activity would require a great deal of self-denial, humility, and trust that God has a better way for you. If your job involves huge amounts of pleasure with very little improvement to your spiritual power or development of your gifts, quitting this job or task is a beautiful thing and would put more value in your spiritual power and fruitfulness of your gifts above short-term physical pleasures. If you have a job that is paying like crazy but you find it involves you in some uncompromised behaviors, shady dealings, harsh personal strategies, walk away from this kind of money. It is a biblical virtue when you put people above money. So, if your job or career is suffering and your walk with the Lord is drying up because it is not being fed and watered, then maybe it's time for you to quit. Revisit your priorities and reinvent yourself. Next Monday, we will be talking about three things to ask before quitting. In the workplace, you have a chance to demonstrate a lifestyle and work style so positively unique and so encouragingly distinctive. You have the opportunity to influence those around you to apply biblical truth to the entirety of life in very practical ways. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 to 6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Seek His will in all you do and He will show you which path to take. This is the word of the Lord. Come find me on Instagram at emiluiman and at emiluiman.com. Before you switch gears and go back to work or tackle the rest of your day or enjoy your pleasant evening, let me tell you about your grand narrative. It's epic, remarkable, and redemptive. The grand narrative is this. God created something good. We fell into sin, Jesus made it right, one day, God will make all things new. God created something good. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good, you included. Even if you don't believe this, it doesn't make this less true. We fell into sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together we have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Because of sin, all humanity is separated from God. But Jesus Christ made it right. Jesus came, paid the penalty on our behalf through death on the cross. He was crucified and rose from the dead. He ascended to the heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to empower us. Christ redeemed us. He made it right. And one day, God will make all things new. 
A day is coming when Christ will return. He will complete His new creation with a new heaven and a new earth, a place with no tears, no pain, no suffering, no brokenness, no helplessness, just love. God will make all things new. Meanwhile, God invites us to join Him in His redemptive work of restoring all things. Have you done that? If not, do it right now. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, please save me from my sins. I know I fall short of your glory, but I don't want there to be any distance between you and me anymore. I believe that you gave your life on the cross to pay for my sins. Wash all the guilt and shame away. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior and Lord and I want to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for finding me and saving me. I believe it. I receive it. Amen. As always, I hope our time together has helped you see that God has a plan for your workplace. All you have to do is ask Him to help you see it. If this episode has been helpful to you, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss the next one. Also, be sure to leave a review and a 5-star rating because these are really super helpful. Until the next one, I am Emily Lou and this has been Rescuing Mondays. Thank you for listening.